this idea of relationships, right? Like who are you in relationship with that helps you mm. on that track, right? Because they, the, the Gentiles had quickly fallen away from this, um, right? You, it, our relationships and who we surround ourselves with that firm up our trust in God is important. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of Kettering Connect. I'm here with Pastor How did you just go to Jason. game show host mode? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. Come on down. Welcome to Kettering Connect. What did they win today, Pastor uh, Jason? A brand new Bible study. Why does it always have to be this way? We can't even just do one Yeah, normal, we should probably do it. Like, yeah, you're right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition. Although that would be kind of NPR, yeah. right? NPR. Hello, everyone, and welcome yes. to another edition of Kettering Connect. Here's your host, Pastor Jason Calvert. Uh, so we're going to keep going with that. Yeah, anyway, Jason? so yes, my name is Jason, and I'm the youth pastor here at the Kettering Adventist Church, and this is... Patty McCoy, and I'm the uh, young adult pastor at the Kettering Adventist Church. Patrick Sean so, McCoy. Thanks for listening in today. We really look forward to... We are in a... Uh, bouncing out of that. Yeah, we're in a series. We are in a series called... In uh, Christ in, Alone. In Christ Alone, from the book of Galatians. Galatians being one of the first, if not the first letter that the Apostle Paul wrote. Um, and unlike other one. So it's it's uh, an early document in the Christian movement. Um, unlike other uh, letters, it is not written to a specific church, but to a group of churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's addressing something that had crept in very early on. Uh, Paul comes, he shares the gospel, he creates these transformational communities, and then it doesn't take long for things to go a little haywire, except it's not just like a some sort of external practice. Like what's happening is something that could really change what the gospel means. Change everything. Means. In fact, they even hurt people. And last week we kind of talked about this. He so he's going down this certain trajectory. He's bold about what the gospel is, and then he kind of comes back to like the leaders, and he's like, "Okay, we're good, right? We're going on the we're going the same direction. Yeah. Want to make sure what I'm preaching is exactly we're in line." And so he does that, um, and then he moves forward. Well, we'll see here. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. that clarification, he moves forward uh, even bolder, I think. Yeah. So, um, so we'll get into this, uh, but but really the problem. Right. Uh, just to talk about that, we've been doing that. Just just stating what the problem is. The yeah. problem is, is Jesus's death and resurrection. Was it enough? Right. Um, or is it what Jesus did for us and something else? And so the tension was between the Jews, really, and the Gentiles. And the Gentiles were being welcomed to the table by Paul and by others. It felt like yeah, Jesus's gospel Which, that is was for never everyone. The issue. Like, yeah. no, go ahead, join us. Yeah. But first, right. you need some surgery. Or, but first, you need to uh, abide by our laws right. and know our history. So it wasn't just, yeah, you accept Jesus as the Messiah and you accept him as your Lord and Savior. Um, and now we can have salvation only because of him. But you also need to be Jewish first. Yeah. And that's really the issue. Yeah, and if you've ever been on the outside... Right. right. It's a right. hard thing. You know, right. if you're the, you're the stepchild, you're the one that feels like you don't really belong and you'll do almost anything to try to fit in. Right. Including oh. circumcision. Did you, well, <laughs> right. And, I mean, did you live through middle school? I mean, that's like, yeah. what do I got to do to be cool? Right. Yeah. That's like the, the goal of a junior high student. But, but to think about it from the Jewish perspective, right, their laws, rituals, traditions, it's what made them special mm. and they were called out by God. And so now right. they feel like, are we losing that? Right. Uh, is, is everybody going to be special now and not just us? Right. And so it was tough, but I think, I mean, I, I don't think people are just innately evil. I think oh, it no. came from kind of place. trying to figure these things out, right. but then it was diluting the gospel 
people and the sacrifice of Jesus. So no, so it was no longer just Jesus. It was Jesus and something else. Right. And what we talked about last week was anything that's that, yeah. that just isn't the gospel. That right. isn't good news. And in fact, some translations call it a perversion. Yeah. Uh, and it goes back to last week, he was talking about how God doesn't have any favorites. Uh, yeah. He loves, it's for everybody. No partiality is what my, my translation said. Yeah. So, so we'll get so into... Um, yeah. Um, but now he has an issue. He takes issue with one of the a core leader, yeah. you know, one yeah. of the original with Peter close to Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, he takes issue with Peter. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, we're going to jump into, uh, verse 15 of chapter two. Um, and we're going to go all the way to, uh, chapter three, verse nine, but I'll read the first half and we'll have Jason read the second half. So Paul continues after he talks about, uh, Peter and he talks about how, uh, Peter was, was with the Gentiles, but then the Jews showed up and he was, Oh, nope, actually I'm, I'm a Jew. And yep. anyway, so, uh, Paul goes on to say, we ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. He's kind of leaning into the Jews. Oh yeah, the Gentiles are sinners. Yeah. yeah. He says, yet mm-hmm. we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. Paul is being very clear about this. Mm -hmm. No one is justified. But if in our endeavor to be justified to Christ, we too were found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. I, uh, for though the law, for through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. And this is Paul's famous passage. Mm -hmm. He goes on and says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. I just love how bold and clear yeah. he is. Um, yeah, and we could take some time to unpack this. You know, just right at the beginning, like verse 16. Oh, it's just so meaty and good, or big Frankie, whatever, <laughs> right? Uh, verse 16, yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law. Uh, So he's really making it clear, which kind of goes against, I feel like, like we want to have a certain part of like ownership of it, right? We want to be able to say, well, I did this, therefore, right? Like, because that's only fair. I keep the Sabbath and I have this diet. And I, you know, so-and-so, they do it this way, but I do it the right way, right? And so we kind of have this, I think in the back of our head, this idea of fairness and I deserve. Right. Um, but essentially what he's saying is, man, no one deserves, yeah. right? Like yeah. there's absolutely, actually there's nothing fair with the gospel. Right, right. But yeah. That's what makes it good news. And I and I think too, it's not, it's not just wanting to bring something to the table. It's like, we feel like we want to be able to know, we want to check something off, right? right? That like, I can know I'm saved if I've done this and I've done that and right. I've done the other. Like, I can be good. And and honestly, the history of Christianity, but specifically the Adventist faith tribe has wrestled with this, right? right? Is it, are we made right with God? Are we restored to a right relationship with him by our works mm-hmm. and the things we 
do or by our relationship and by faith in Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. Yeah. And I think you just kind of nailed it because earlier on in, uh, in the book, he talks about how you are you are turning away from Christ. And so it's this idea of, is it just a religion? Because I almost feel like a religion is a, is a list, yeah. uh, a list of actions, right? You do this, you don't do that, whatever. But for Paul, it's like, no, you're actually turning away from, from the individual yeah. once you make it like that. Yeah, yeah. So. And, it's, and it's really, I, the, the more I, I thought and studied on this passage, the more I realized that- Right, because like, you're preaching this week. I'm preaching this week. It's like this, it's this idea of if, if it's righteousness by works, then it's about me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Paul kind of nails that on the head with this idea in, in verse 20 is, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I right. who live, but Christ who lives in me. He's saying that like the I yeah. is gone right. now, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's hard for us to accept because there's nothing we can do. Right, right. Um, and, right. And, but he's saying like I, and in the Greek, it's, it's the word ego, for I, which is where we get ego from, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he's saying we got to get rid of ourselves in this equation. It's not about I. Salvation is not about I. It's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Works is about me and what I do and what I what I can. It's my checklist. Look at how good I am. Right. And that's not how we present ourselves. It's it's how good Jesus is yeah. and how much Jesus has done. And I think what people are so afraid of at times with this idea that righteousness by by faith in Jesus Christ is this idea that, well, does that mean you're not a good you don't do good things? Does sure. that mean you don't you you can just go and, and just act like a jerk? Well, no. Yeah, and then we think it's a, just a blanket statement. Just go live any way you want, do whatever, right. none of right. it matters, right? right. Um yeah, but that's not all we're saying. It's and, and it's not, yeah, but it's it's a difference of what's your motivator. Right. Are you acting in such a way to be noticed mm-hmm. so you can earn something, or are you responding to the love and favor of God? Right. And and you do these things because he compels that because of his love compels you to do it, not because you do it to be noticed. Sure. Or like Or that you have to do it to be in the relationship. Right. right? Like I I do take the garbage out at my house, yeah. but I don't do it to be married or be right because I want to stay married to Andrea. So I'm going to keep taking the garbage out. No, yeah. I do it because I'm in a relationship with her. Yeah. Right. And, and so that, I think that's the fundamental difference. You don't do these things to be saved. It's a response to the, the relationship. Right. In right? a way we're, we're mirrors, right. Reflecting the image and grace of God, not yeah. trying to turn the light onto us yeah. and say, Oh, look at me and look at all that I've done and, and whatever it's, what's your core? What's it your motivator mm-hmm. uh, part? And, and that yeah. should be Jesus in that sense. So Jason, yeah. you want to read that next yeah, little then passage? Yeah, then he continues. And it's kind of the same thought, but he does pivot a little bit. So um, I'm just going to read nine verses. Uh, so chapter three, starting in verse one, Oh, foolish Galatians. I mean, that's nice. <laughs> Who has cast an evil spell on you? Whoa. Yeah. Okay. For the meaning of Jesus Christ, let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? And then I'm not sure your translation says. Yeah. Mine says, of course not. What does yours say? Yeah. Mine uh, says, are you so foolish? Ooh. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Same point. And then he continues. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you are now... I'm sorry. You be- I I can I'm struggling reading today. You received starting in verse 2 again. You received the spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? Verse 3. After starting your new lives in the spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? 
Verse 5, I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. In the same way Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith, the real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God. What's more, the scriptures looked forward to this time when God would make the Gentiles right in his sight because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when he said, all nations will be blessed through you. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. Hmm. Can't you see how this would be good news, especially to the person that's on the outcast, that's on the fringe and the outcast right. that has never felt like they belong. Right. That maybe even doesn't have a story, doesn't have a past, doesn't have a connection. And suddenly you're connected to an ancient story. You're right. a part of something so much bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you're grafted into the vine. You're included in the family. And not just, you know, as a step sibling or right. as someone that's like a second tier citizen. You are full in. Right. You are all a part of the, and the, this the happens, family. Right. And this happens because of your faith, right? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. The word faith, like, literally means trust. Mm-hmm. So kind of going back to what you were talking about before, yeah. right? Where Paul says, I have been crucified. It's not about me. It's right. not I. I am trusting the goodness uh, of the one. And so, yeah, anyway, and so because of trust, that's how... Right, experience this amazing gift. Which is what, I mean, that takes us all the way back to the beginning, right? The the, the devil caused Adam and Eve to question God Mm -hmm. and to say, maybe he's really not good. Right. Maybe he really doesn't want the best for us. And Jesus comes to restore the relationship. That's what righteousness means, Mm -hmm. right? To become in a right relationship with Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. And he does that for us. And all we have to do then is to trust faith that it's real. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we've talked about this in previous video casts, but let's be honest, sometimes trust is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to me like the people that I trust the most are those who I spend the most time with, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, or So I think, it's, it, again, it goes back to it's not being in the right religion or you know outward actions. Well, you have the right diet or you do it like this, therefore you're in. It's like, no, you have a living uh you know, breathing fluid relationship that, that grows. And the more you walk life in relationship with this God, the more you're going to trust. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, I think it, it, it's, you know, it also speaks to, which Paul kind of has been talking about through chapter uh, two as well, is this idea of relationships, right? Like who are you in relationship with that helps you mm. on that track, right? Because they, the, the Gentiles had quickly fallen away from this, um, right? You, it, our relationships and who we surround ourselves with that firm up our trust in God is important, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and are we surrounding ourselves with people that build that faith or that, you know, dismantle or try to tear it down that are going to help us live Jesus and focus on Jesus mm-hmm. or are going to keep adding things to that plate? And in the same way, how, how we live our lives, like what are we doing for others? Mm-hmm. Are we decluttering things so that people right. can have an experience just with Jesus or are we making it harder on them? Right, right. Um, yeah. Well, and again, going back to the the Jewish council uh, at Acts 15, oh, Acts, something yeah. we mentioned a few weeks ago was this idea when they were wrestling with, should the Gentiles be made to do all that the Jews do in order to be accepted? Mm-hmm. And the, the uh, comment that was made was, let's not make it difficult 
yeah. for people to come to the yeah. to the cross to come to Jesus, right? And in the things that we do, you know, are we making it difficult? Are we are we putting more obstacles in the way, more hoops to jump through, mm-hmm. or are we making it easy for people to come to Jesus? Right. And I think also, um, you know, another thing that makes it challenging is it, it's not so clear, right? Mm-hmm. It, all of our questions aren't magically answered yeah. like through this. And what I like about that kind of speaks to it is in verse six, it says, um, in the same way, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. So that's a quote, a reference to Genesis um, uh, Genesis 15, mm-hmm. where, you know, way back um, there's Abraham and he's still questioning God and, uh, you know, God, you promised me, right? This, this, and this, but nothing is really happening. Mm-hmm. And then we read this verse. Well, it was counted to him or he was counted as righteous because he believed. And then a couple of verses later, um, he's questioning God again. And then God takes him outside and is like, because he's like, you said this, but still, I'm not really sure yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so he still questioned. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's pretty cool, just like the timeline. He was counted as righteous because he believed like enough, right? He yeah. didn't have it all figured out. He right. still had question marks, yeah. but he was still counted as righteous, which I think yeah. is good news, right? For all of us, we don't have right. it, to have it all figured out, but we just trust enough right? right with what we know today trust enough that it is in Christ alone right not Christ and other things in Christ alone that we are saved that we are made righteous that we are invited to the table mm-hmm. to partake in an ancient story mm-hmm. that will never end yeah. right and that's what we have to look forward to is just putting our trust and our faith in Jesus as the author and perfecter of that faith um, and and to know that we've been invited in yeah. Um, you know, and to participate in the table. So Jason, would you, would you pray with us yep. as we close up today? Absolutely. Father, uh, again, we just thank you for these scriptures, uh, the same, or uh, the spirit who inspired Paul to write this stuff down. And God, this is just such a relevant message for us today, living in an entirely different culture, you know, thousands of years later, um, that it really is just all about you. And, um, and so remind us of that. Remind us that, uh, it, you have already done all that needs to be done, right? That salvation is obtained and it is this gift, a free gift that you give us. Um, but at, the reality is we're going to wrestle with some of these things and we're going to continue to wrestle and be in discussion with this. So I just pray that you're with us as we move forward. Uh, bless uh, Patty this week as he brings the message, brings this message to us. Um, and everyone who's watching, no matter where they are and what they're doing, um, I just pray that you just show up in a very real way so that we all can experience your grace and your peace in a very real and relevant way. Uh, These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, thank you for listening again to another episode of Kettering Connect. I'll wrestle more with this passage this weekend, so I hope you'll tune in. In the meantime, hope you have a great rest of your week. That's it. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Jay's face. Ready to get this party started? Clap at the same time. One, two, three. Then clap. Clap. Dude, you're, you're messing clap, it up. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> All right, everything good? No. Yeah, no. It's, it's wrong. I won't do it. Oh, okay. Oh.